welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. Welcome to our Decision Day extravaganza. A couple episodes so chock full of fluff that all we could do was condense it down into one episode so that it wasn't quite as boring. Yeah, the editors are struggling to give us anything. I mean, they spent most of this season, or at least a large chunk of this season, uh, (laughs) with shorter episodes than normal, too. And still, it felt like it was so long. Well, this is episode 20 and 21 that is long. Like, longer than normal. I don't know if it's, like, longer in terms of total time because of the shorter episodes. Yeah, but it feels like it's been longer. Yeah, it's half the year at this point. I think I've gotten older in several ways through this. It was... uh, I don't know. Did I complain this much last season? I can I never remember. I don't think so. Yeah. What a what a bummer that this season was such a bummer. Hmm? Yeah, we wasted a bunch of time at the beginning with people just talking about how uncertain they are and It's like no crap. We've watched we like we've we've been here for this season. We know you're uncertain. We know you're going around in circles and just, oh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm at a hundred percent. Oh, I don't know where my heart is. Just, oh, man. I mean, that took so long. Only a couple things for me there was just the observation that throughout this whole process my only reasoning for why Chris could conceivably say no would be that he just cannot get over Nicole questioning everything every single second of every day like well if today was decision day what would you say Mm, just the constant running around in circles it's funny that even even they are going around in circles. Everyone's going around in circles. They're generally more positive than other people, but everyone's still stuck in their own individual little circle. Uh, and then the only other thing there was that it just it seemed like Gina is really looking forward to not spending time with Clint. Oh, she can't wait. <laughs> she has finally reached the end of her torture. She is ready for this to be over did you have any observations from um just there was just one thing with Eris talking about how they've grown despite how hard he's made it he keeps like praising jasmine despite his obvious uh ways of sabotaging things which rings a little hollow to me yeah i mean it it it's always been the cause of a bunch of skepticism from group dates and hot takes i mean he he does say these nice things now i mean even at the very end of next episode at the group gathering he was saying nice things about her and she's just like what what I don't understand this. He contradicts himself a lot. Yeah, he doesn't really know know what his deal is. But let's let's talk about what we're all here for. Decision day, which this irritated me because why why the need to split this into two episodes? Why the why the need to leave one single person not even a couple but one single person i i know why they did it obviously like the the only reason is as we were talking about last week or not even last week last episode shack was really the only true question mark i feel like 
Yeah. Everyone but else. Even, but yeah. even then we were like, yeah, he's going to say he's going to say no. In my heart. Yeah. Even with the way they cliffhanged it. I was like, that doesn't sound positive where he's going towards. <laughs> no, not not at all. So, uh, Jasmine and Eris are up first. Yeah, why 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 drag this out so much? There's so much montage, so much just fluff. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, one of the first things I have written down is saying Jasmine wants a divorce. Like, <laughs> it wasn't even like really a lead up. Yeah, even though Dr. Pepper was choosing to have hope for them. Oh, come on. She's seen the footage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, just lots of montage. And then they get a chance to speak. What do they, what do they say? Divorce, here we come. Uh. I mean, they said it a little nicer than that, but that is that is the end result there wasn't anything exciting in there for you not until after they <sighs> said they wanted a divorce after pastor cal asked were there any deal breakers you've learned and eris has the nerve to be like well i need someone who has self-love because like i hug myself five times a day <laughs> that, that was a very <laughs> awkward revelation to me personally. I want someone who loves themselves. Could be the audacity. And Eris says she can shut down and not be her true self. I feel like you didn't really get to know her true self. Just I want you to love yourself unconditionally. Like how does where is this coming from? I I think it's just stuff. Stuffing things just it just made no sense and jasmine's like i have plenty of self-love and then <laughs> finally talks about eris's commitment issues ghosting girls yeah she's like now hold on a minute let's let's talk about some of this stuff oh i haven't i haven't i haven't shared enough here okay let me share some things i was very glad she said all that because it was all true she said if it wasn't the attraction thing it would have been something else she wasn't ready to be married that's that's probably true yeah she she knows the wants and desires of her heart and eris is not the wants and desires of her heart so she wants to leave i feel eris really ended this on a sour note especially with his comments about like the whole married sex thing because he said that again here i feel like that was with all the like sexual conquest he has had i feel like married sex was just another thing to check off for him like let me try this out oh that's an interesting that's a little bit of a spicy take there because he's brought that up at least two or three times during the season what's married sex like <laughs> uh just so much confusion with eris both, I'm sure, within his own mind, but also within our minds as we watched it. So that was, that was real great. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like, and I could be wrong here, but I feel like maybe Jasmine was the best person on this season. Is that oh, too, is that too much to say? Well, if I think about everyone else, like I'm not, I'm not saying like, I'm not trying to make like a moral judgment. I'm saying in in the context of the show, like being ready for marriage, trying to try and put yeah. forth consistent effort, like that, those sorts of things. Oh, yeah, I mean, she definitely tried. I feel like Chris was ready too. Yeah, although you were skeptical of him from the beginning, I just remembered. <laughs> You're like something's off with him. Oh yes, I was. I was definitely with Nicole's dad for for a bit there, <laughs> in the beginning. You could be a serial killer or something. No, I. Yeah, I guess I was even more so thinking in terms of the the failed couples. But yeah, I feel like even with the single couple that failed. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like she really put in 
consistent effort despite all of the nonsense that was going on like she seemed like she was really put together from what i could tell like all these things um yeah i mean i don't know if you remember from after party where she mentioned that or no actually it wasn't her it was eris talking about their conversation they had after the honeymoon where it was like 2 a.m the cameras weren't there and she woke him up asking why don't they have any sexual chemistry and he basically had to tell her he wasn't attracted to her told her everything then so that was like very early on and yet she kept trying mm-hmm. i just i think i would have given up <laughs> uh, you would have pulled a mac and dom i mean if you're saying it's not happening like why do we need this next seven weeks well because she she wants to be married she wants to be in that phase of her life and all that stuff and uh, she she gave the good old college try and it did not work out yeah and apparently they already knew what each other was gonna say before this moment like they had discussed it yeah because i think in particular and this was an after party thing too i guess specifically he had told her that he was saying no mm-hmm. which I is that is that i thought that wasn't allowed i've always kind of wondered how many couples do that beforehand because like why wouldn't you cameras go away be like okay what's really happening here so neither of us are like blindsided on camera but i feel like they both must have known what the other person was going to say i mean this marriage is going nowhere yeah, I feel like Jasmine maybe tried to muster some final optimism, but then was like, no, no, this isn't this isn't happening. Yeah, so there's another couple number two failed. Goodbye. And then next is Nicole and Chris. Which can I just say, man, what a jacked upper bod. <laughs> she does has. look strong <laughs> she she could kill a man <laughs> with her muscles so strong wow uh so that was just an observation random <laughs> uh so decision day well these two say yes which what i mean they were pretty consistent the whole season be besides Nicole's insecurities mm-hmm. that popped up. Yeah, though Pastor Cal, in their little experts aside, uh, was a bit on the fence about the whole argument thing. Like, if it really was a good thing that they haven't had any big arguments. You know, I like, mean... are they going to have their first argument after decision day? and be destroyed i mean it depends on how good the foundation is i mean maybe a little shaky maybe hard to say yeah anything interesting um i mean they just said lots of nice things about each other i mean nothing nothing really stood out here yeah nicole's speech was pretty long as no, I, su- no surprise as there. I expected. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chris did note that like his challenge through this process has been all the questioning from Nicole, which was not a surprise to anyone. Hopefully, she can figure out how to get that in check going forward. But yeah, wow, a yes. Oh, it just warms <laughs> the heart, doesn't it? Putting it, putting it smack in the middle yep. between all the, had- the last, <laughs> the last two nose. <laughs> they, they had to figure out how to arrange that, break up the nose. Yeah, what a oh, what a sad thing. So, Gina and Clint are next. Yeah, which they'll say yes, right? So Gina assures us she is ready to be married, just not to Clint. <laughs> yeah, I just see I, 
I don't know if I remain or was ever convinced about that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've said this before, but they were doomed from the beginning. So yeah, ever since Slendergate slash Gingergate. I don't know why Clint said ninety five percent of the things they did were good experiences. It didn't seem like that to me. I think I think that was true on a superficial level. A very superficial level. As in level. if they were just friends or something. Well, as in like, oh, she hates me, but we can just like have Coexist. a grand old time. Yeah. Coexist in different bedrooms and we'll be okay. It'll be fine. We're having fun. <laughs> we promise. Gina finds a way to mention her business again one more time. <laughs> Yeah, it's very important to her, okay? <laughs> and there was a little part about Clint talking about, like, the outdoor activities and stuff. And Gina has, has to be like, I'm not opposed to that. So it's like, did they never talk about that sort of thing? It seemed she, like they were on different pages there. She's not opposed to outdoor activities if it's with someone she doesn't hate. Oh, I see. So Clint is still the issue. <laughs> Clint has always been the issue for her. I mean, we've we've recently found out just how much Clint was the issue for her. <laughs> so ultimately, they both want divorce. Oh, say it ain't so. That can't be true. And then says, wish you would have taken the initiative to fight for this at the beginning. Oh. But you just told us you don't like his bizarre, outrageous energy. So that's not even true. No, it's not. And it's also just, it's one of those things where in Married at First Sight, I mean, I would say just in general in life as well, but especially in Married at First Sight, you can't, you can't do that you can't just wait for the other person to make a move like that you gotta both be going after it i mean that would make sense <laughs> but you have eight weeks you can't just have one person being like yeah i'll i'll be i'll be all for this if they do a bunch of stuff like what <laughs> There definitely was a lot of confusion. A lot of I feel like this this was the biggest pain point for our dear experts. This this decision day, this couple in particular. Like, did you see the pain on their faces when this happened? The shock and the confusion. They, neither one of them could have been shocked that this was a no. I mean, they looked they looked shocked and confused. Maybe because on paper it seems like they should have worked. But yeah, but there was no spark. No. And because. The bizarre energy. Yeah, it was impossible for Gina to have an ounce of physical attraction, is what she said in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not even an ounce. I just, oh, that. That's sad. That hurts me a little bit. Not that their marriage should have worked but just like you're so repulsed by him there there isn't even a tiny sliver of you that could be attracted to him ouch so uh dr pepper does ask what's going to happen with hank and i don't know if this was a joke or not i i feel like i feel like it wasn't a joke because gina said it i if if clint had if clint had said this i would have maybe thought it was more of a joke but gina said that clint offered ten thousand dollars for hank yeah it's like a joking with a hint of truth like he absolutely would have paid ten thousand for it even though he knows gina won't sell it to him for ten thousand yeah but i could see clint offering ten thousand for hank i i legitimately could well yes but i mean like he knows she won't do it though so he can kind of say it 
knowing it sounds ridiculous because he knows it won't happen, but... You know, everyone has a price. You would, sell, ten... you would sell a dog for $10,000. <laughs> I guess that was not high enough for Gina. I guess, I guess not, and Clint then describes their marriage as sweet failure. Yep, while toasting with some champagne. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. That I just it needed to end that. Yeah. So, let's go into the weirdness. This, half this, of our last couple. This just remains the most confusing. <laughs> uh-huh. They, out of everybody. But our prediction last episode Remember what we were saying? I think Kirsten is going to say yes. Shaq's going to say no. Yep. I mean, I feel very good about myself for that. But yeah, she she's like, yeah, I want to I want to make I want to make this work. I want to do this. Yes. And then Shaquille in his in launches his... launches into this long this long thing bet and then cliffhanger next week on Married at First Sight, which is why we waited because it would have been a super short episode, not even worth it. So Shaquille in his clown suit. Yeah, I wanted to take a little <laughs> bit to talk about that. So. Personally, I think that Kirsten should have said no, just based on that suit. <laughs> okay. I don't, where, where did he get that? Who sells that? Maybe it was custom made. I don't know. It I hope not. Ridiculous. I mean, there are no good <laughs> options for that. It's like, it came from the factory that had a bunch of returns that they couldn't sell. So they just sliced up five different suits and sewed parts of it together. It was like four colors. It was. Like the arms were different colors. Half, like half of the front was different color. Half of the back was different color. Like it was four four colors at least. Just yeah, it was orange, like burgundy, blue, and white yeah, all together. It was really bad. I think it's the worst looking suit I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it was so where, bad. <laughs> Like, this is sort of thing you would wear to an ugly sweater con like contest for yeah. suits. <laughs> like, what? What in the world? <laughs> that was really painful for my eyeballs. Like, I feel like Shaq has had pretty good fashion like so far. So this was like, wow, what happened? I mean, come to decision day primed to act like a clown i guess you uh might as well look like a clown too <laughs> because we begin the second episode decision day part two with what Shaq has to say about their relationship and if he wants to continue or not Tell us. Tell us everything. What happened? What did he say? Well, he... I guess being the leader has been challenging for him. Oh. And, um... I guess he has felt alone. He wanted her to be part of his world. He always showed up for her. And it's been very difficult to step up and be the man you wanted me to be. Mm. And so he is not feeling settled with them being married, I guess, and wants a divorce. Yeah, he's been feeling alone. Oh. Like, what? <laughs> I just, I don't understand both of them, honestly. Yeah. I just, just confused. Like, 
the things he's saying don't add up to what we saw, I feel like. Yeah, well, maybe it's all a big smear campaign against Shaq, trying to destroy his reputation. I bet to rival university bribed the Married at First Sight producers to show him in a bad light. No, I they're they're both confusing in different ways. I think that for Kirsten, she's maybe always assumed they've had more time. Like it's been a, a slow burn for her where she's like been invested but she's working on a much longer timeline. <laughs> Oh, so basically, like, we'll say yes and then figure things out after. Right, and not necessarily from the start, but sort of like, I'm trying to learn how to trust you. I'm trying to learn how to be open and share. And obviously coming in with her own baggage and, like, all the expectations of wanting him to be, like, her dad and to carry the groceries in and all of that. And then Shaq is like, this is the eight weeks. <laughs> That's it. Which, man, I was, uh, I was just cracked up. I, this was later in the after party when it's, when essentially he was like, wait, we could like give it a longer chance, even if we're not totally sure. Yeah, like he viewed it as <laughs> I need to make a decision like, do I want to stay married forever at this point? And she was viewing it as, viewing it as life after decision day. So even, they couldn't even agree on what they're making a decision on. <laughs> no, no, which is, I mean, it's, it is funny to me. I mean, it's terribly sad, but it's funny to me because, right, like, that is legitimately the case, though. Like, just because you don't get divorced here at decision day doesn't mean you don't get divorced later. I mean, most of these people, almost all of these people get divorced later. So it's like, it's not even as much of a thing as they want you to think it is. I feel like if you're going to say no on decision day, that means you really don't like that person. Like there is no chance. Right. Which then contradicts the stuff he was saying later on about yeah, leaving he, the look, door I open. Look, I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows heads or tails. He just is massively confused. I mean, he even said that I needed you and you weren't there. Every day I showed up, what more do I need to do? I tried to get you to let your guard down. He's putting a lot of blame on her. Yeah, which is a little little rich considering all that footage we saw of him coming in and just not saying anything yeah uh i mean people people can have a warped view of what's what's really going on i don't know i think he just is too much in his head and so he he can't he can't figure stuff out he's also very involved with like work and school and stuff it's almost like he needs someone to just kind of slide in to that. Yeah, I mean, and we've talked about this a bunch before, but just the the fact of their differing, not amounts, but differing kinds of total independence where mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, I want somebody who can fit into my life and be the cheerleader who comes to all my university events and it's like wow you and your bald head are so hot <laughs> students he's the best and like she has a totally different set of expectations but you know to some degree similar in the level of amount of independence of like yeah you're coming in here and you better be like my daddy and you better buy me a house, mister. Uh, and you better bring in the groceries. So, yeah, they really... These two... Talk about 
not 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 even in the same book okay they like different pages please they're like one's in an encyclopedia and one's in like a manga or something like an illustrated thing like they're just totally on opposite ends of the earth here and have been from the very beginning i mean do we even need to bring up the greenhouse again <laughs> oh that was one of the I, funniest I, I, I episodes like, of i season. like this one because of the small leaves <laughs> oh that's exactly why i don't like it here's one with big leaves oh <laughs> Goodness gracious. So the rest of this episode is a lot of fluff. Yeah, well, f- before we move on, though, what did you think of how the, the experts were, like, probably even more shocked here than they were for Clint and Gina and uh, Pastor Callis, like, like, I don't, well, like, what is he doing? What is he doing here? Like, he's not going to get any better. <laughs> I mean, he really probably should have stuck it out. Uh, yeah. Poor, poor experts. One for five. Yeah. That's a rough percentage. Uh-huh. We haven't even made it to the reunion yet. It could be over five. Wow, that'd be depressing. Yeah. No more depressing than just watching this entire season, though, I would say. Yeah, this season is really dragged. Yeah, so we have a whole bunch of packing up. Riveting footage. <laughs> well, the <laughs> this the segment with Jasmine, uh, well, I guess this is a bit later on, but yeah, I mean, we just saw uh, Jasmine and Eris packing up, and, you know, I, I did love how, like, jasmine was like yeah you know in the the future like in other relationships you know i I will be speaking up and sharing my feelings but like i was i I was pretty awesome besides that (laughs) which was which was pretty funny do you think eris is ever going to actually visit duchess Uh, i don't think his bond is as strong as Clint and Hanks. Well, that's very, very, very true. So, maybe, but probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Gina pretends to be able to stand Clint for a little while longer as they get their things together. Probably the most impactful, I don't know if impactful is the right word, but part of this is the Shaq and Kirsten packing up. Do you agree yeah, with that? They don't even pack together. Nope. She she goes first. Yes, they're uh they they pack separately. By the time Shaq is there, all of her stuff is already gone. She's already gone. Yeah, she's mad. I don't I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. I feel like she's just like done with him i mean she flipped the bird on the way out (laughs) that was very funny (laughs) because most of the footage we saw is just shack packing up while on speakerphone with his friend which was pretty annoying to me just like (laughs) i just it's not necessary but it's also just annoying to watch like juggling like oh i can't like i can't hear you uh but yeah he's talking with friends like yeah she's she's already gone huh and then quick flash to footage of kirsten as she's uh heading out the door with the last thing and she turns around quickly and gives double barrel fingers (laughs) the apartment (laughs) Uh, that was pretty funny that may be the like most strongly stated thing she's done this entire season yeah the most emotion i feel like i've seen out of her like finally some umph. yeah that uh-huh. that's what we were missing this whole season some like fireworks something from you a know, bunch of people who don't like each other but 
just kind of stayed yeah, just, calm yeah, like, level the whole time. Like, I just can't wait for this to be over, but won't make any waves. <laughs> I did think it was very funny that Clint decided to store his wedding pictures in the bowels of the closet. <laughs> I mean, that was very Clint. Yes, of another him, one of his sayings. Of him to say, uh, yeah. Which, so was it his sister he was talking to there? Of course, they had I to, don't know. since he was by himself, they had to include a, another voice so he could explain what's going to happen next. Mm. Uh, but apparently, there are a couple prior people who could be romantic options now that he has kind of gone through this and well you gotta knows keep, what's going on you gotta keep upping that partner count well no i mean he was talking in terms of like marriage well i don't know you mentioned a couple people so that's why i was wondering like well no i no i don't he wasn't talking about like just sleeping with a bunch of people he was talking about like Maybe one of them could work. Could be his wife. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a horrible, we'll horribly cynical <laughs> take. No, he was talking <laughs> in context of marriage, and I mean, I I don't know if it's him, and it it's probably just totally misleading and and edited to be similar to the whole uh, stupid Mac stringing along that we got earlier this season but we keep seeing or i really guess more accurately hearing in promos that like somebody went to the courthouse so it was kind of like somebody got married again already oh i thought that was in reference to gina's dog i mean it could have been we'll see uh, it seemed like there were some marriage connotations but yeah i think now that he's gotten rid of Gina, he's like, I want to be married to someone who likes me. <laughs> and isn't, you know, doesn't doesn't take my existence personally. So, mm, what a disaster that relationship was. Oh, man. Ouch. So, let's talk about the most unnecessary part of these entire two episodes yeah the, the montage of everyone's activities well i'm i mean i'm talking about the mac segment even more than the montages well yes that was that was part of it he's i guess trying to buy a house but not the one they looked at so well maybe not so i have some feelings here <laughs> <laughs> i have some big feelings and they're not positive they're very much not positive feelings which is first of all i just get the feeling that mac is still very much pissed off at dom like i feel like his entire existence at this point is dedicated to like being a bit of an f you to her like the whole very publicly on the season, like touring this super ostentatious house. Like he didn't even have a regular door. It was a double door to get into the house. Like it had this fancy staircase. There was a pool, all this stuff. Like essentially like, oh, see, like see what you're lo you lost out on. Like I'm going to have a giant house. I'm not going to live in the basement forever. You know, like that sort of thing. Um, and I don't know. I just got that feeling throughout his appearances on this episode. It was just like he's just trying to stick it to her as much as possible. Like all the ITMs, like everything was just very like bitter related to her. I don't know if I saw it that way because he didn't really mention her. I've always kind of thought he's got like this kind of smug grin. Like era or aura about him yeah. he doesn't seem like he's i mean he's clearly over dom and has moved on yeah i just think like he wants to wants to have her 
see this when she watches the season back. <laughs> like, oh, see, I can't afford this giant house. Too bad you screwed it up. Too bad you were too immature and wanted to get me out of my comfort zone. Too bad you made me ride horses. <laughs> now you're all alone with all your clubbing and your frozen catfish all by yourself. You could have had it all. It's a shame we lost them as a couple so early. Uh, yeah, that would have been pretty dramatic. I also just, do you think that, the, like, it's just all of this is just Gina date related? Like, the fact that, like, he keeps showing up, like, we cannot get rid of him. Yeah, I think there was some... Some producer caught wind of the fact that he was into Gina and they shoehorned him in. That annoys me very much. I mean, we're here talking about it. So we're even wasting time. They were <laughs> wasting time. And just, uh, I really want, I really want to give the producers a hefty amount of notes for next season. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So there you go. There was that interesting conversation with Jasmine and her aunt, hmm. where the aunt just basically aired Eris out to dry. Yes, I the, that was, we and we did see this comment sort of at the very beginning of the episode leading into it, but just talking about how uh, Eris, you know, just like what like what were his true intentions like like did he ever want to be married and like looking at like the wedding photos from the two of them and then i was like he looks happy in this picture too bad that was a lie <laughs> <laughs> yeah she she was very confused there about him in general she seemed pretty emotionally invested even saying that she viewed him as like a nephew and then yeah. he went and screwed it all up. He just destroyed it. Um, even uh, the, <laughs> the I was like, you got divorced quicker than I did. <laughs> Which I guess she, she was only married for a year or two. How depressing is that that Eris just wanted some married sex and now he's divorced and didn't get any what a fail <laughs> i mean that's an interesting way to distill it all down i don't know if that's 100 percent accurate that's that seems like that's what he wanted <sighs> i mean i i think that jasmine's comment was probably accurate here where she said that he wants to be married, but he's not ready to be married. Yes, that's so true. Also, can we talk about Gina here again and her, her conversation with her friend? Just like, she is so ready to start dating again. <laughs> and just, uh, okay, let me just, let me just say some of these things that she said. So, like, she needs somebody who can read the room. You know, someone who's a tad more reserved and and just, you know, him being a class, the class clown, you know, didn't, didn't rub her the right way. Like, just the crassness. Like, <laughs> just. Did Gina not tell the experts what she actually wanted? Because that's not who Clint is, who she's describing. Yeah, I don't know. But this is where she said that she, she couldn't find an ounce of physical attraction Oof. she was just so so turned off <laughs> just all of her lady bits just shriveled up in horror dried up uh-huh yeah i mean that that's and yet she had <sighs> the nerve to tell him maybe if you tried harder <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because ultimately she wanted him to fundamentally change who he was as a human being. Yeah, that's that's the end. That's the that's that's it. <laughs> so yeah, she's she's ready to move on. 
Uh, we do learn that Nicole and Chris have found a place, which they'll move into in like two weeks. Yeah, they uh, they did. Uh, they uh, got got a lease together, which of course Nicole had to come and oh, is is there? You know, do I need to have my lawyer re- review this? Is there anything in here about like? If I'm too annoying, I can't come Ugh. back for 36 hours. I, I, I think that's something what she said. I still feel a little bit of an undercurrent of, like, stress or tension here. And I can't tell if it's just that, like, I'm kind of overwatching them or if, like, it's actually there in their relationship. Like, Well, she keeps throwing in these little jokey digs and she just needs to chill, like... You guys are decided to stay married. Now you can really like start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, you did skip some super interesting things. Like the fact that Shaq went to take a kickboxing lesson because, you know, he needs to renew himself. He needs to you know, rededicate himself to the gym now that he's a, a single man and like trying to decide where to go to and next. I mean, Nicole and Jasmine went to this cute little boutique furniture place so that Nicole could give more unsolicited advice. <laughs> uh, just a lot of big bed, big bed, big bed you're talking about. Oh, that was actually Kirsten, but yeah. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. Because that's where Kirsten said, told her she'd be happy if Shaquille reached out to her. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, she, Kirsten isn't going to reach out first. No, I mean, why should she? He said no. But also she wouldn't. Like, we've seen this <laughs> the entire season. She she wouldn't. Um, I love how Nicole was like, again, just all this wisdom, you know. I, like, I it's, it's not like I think you guys should get back together. I really don't think you should. But it would be nice to have some closure. <laughs> Nicole always inserts herself into everyone else's relationship. Yep, a lot of notes under the door, which is incredibly uncomfortable. The The other quick thing was just, this was so weird to me. I, and I don't know, I don't know how all this came t- together, but like we returned to Eris's house, which... I at least was under the impression when we saw it initially that this was his house and he lived here by himself. But we go back and Eris is in the bedroom that's been made into a bar room with his roommate, Cheese. <laughs> I didn't know he had a roommate either. <laughs> and, and Cheese's girlfriend. I don't think I, I, I don't, I didn't get her name, but she is the girlfriend of cheese and uh, girlfriend <laughs> pretends to be shocked that Eris is getting divorced. Eris wonders if the streets are the same since he left. <sighs> he has learned nothing. <laughs> no. And then, and then we got some real premium BS from him as well, because he then of course is like, Oh, like you should, you should set me up with one of your friends talking to Cheese's girlfriend. I'm going to say that as many times as possible. Cheese's girlfriend. Uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't. Like, uh, what you looking for? And he's like, oh, like, I really go for anything. You know, tall, short, like, listing all these things. Thick, slim. It's like, you no. ain't going for slim. Like, what are you talking about? I suppose there could have been more than just the lack of butt. <laughs> Because on After Party, that was kind of an odd exchange where, like, I forget the lady's name was hosting it, but, like, asked him, what did he tell Jasmine? And he's like, well, I don't want to embarrass her. So it sounded like there was more, like, there was more than one thing he didn't like. Ah, uh, what an idiot. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll see if that ends up being true. I don't know. I'm skeptical that he would actually go for. So I guess maybe if she's slim, but also has a big butt. Like, is yes. that a possible configuration? It be is. really slim, but also a large butt. 
I think so. Hmm. I don't know how you do that. I mean, some people use artificial methods. So. You just suck out all the stuff in the middle and put it in the butt? <laughs> Is that what you do? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a BBL or something. Uh, yeah, I should do that. Suck out all the all the fat in the middle, put it in my butt. Uh, yeah, probably not going to do that. So, Shaq. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq. I, first of all, I get annoyed with all the, like, the friend segments, all the supportive friend segments, because it's just, they're, uh, they're pretty pointless. Nothing ever and... happens. It's all boring. But I also just don't really appreciate Shaq's attitude throughout this season. That's right. I have an issue with it. Like, just, I feel like he's had a really hard time taking much of any responsibility for what's going on. But then also his fixation on individual happiness throughout this entire thing. It just makes me be like, mm, I just don't know how ready you are for a marriage necessarily like at every turn he's like yeah i need to go after my happiness my own happiness i mean that's the answer he got in their little pageant thing yep he's like yeah i think i think you should just always go for your personal happiness in a relationship like i don't that, that think, might not work out i don't well. think that's how things work in real life and and so just like why why I don't understand it confuses me yeah there you go we also learn that Nicole has gotten the paperwork so she can change her last name mm-hmm yeah we'll see if that ends up happening and then there is some business about their shared account and whether like yeah some tension like he has her send him money or they just pay out of it or i don't know they'll they'll have to figure that out I yeah, guess. yeah because again she wants to just attach themselves together as much as possible and he's kind of like well, i don't know give it some time like yeah. we can just use venmo or whatever and so she's like, oh, I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. Whatever you want. <laughs> uh, you can see inside of her, like, her atoms are breaking apart into their various electrons and just, ah, uh, <laughs> compromise. Ah, it hurts. It's so hard. It hurts someone with s s such a strong will as, as she has. Yeah, it's finally time for the group meetup. Finally. Where everyone is there, including Dom and Mac. Uh-huh, yep, at an axe-throwing murder place. So Dom has gotten a dog, which Mac is highly offended by. Yeah, he just... See, this is what I was talking about. It's just, just like, he's... Take, he takes it so personally, he's like, he will will not miss an opportunity to, like, talk crap about her like oh who oh, she got a dog seriously like she's so young and like all she wants to do is go party and travel and she works a nine to five job i just feel so bad for that dog like ugh, classic dom so immature <laughs> it's just like why why do you care that much now just <laughs> someone pointed out that he hasn't been with his dog's like the past two months <laughs> so well, we're, we will we won't talk about that. that 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 would be inconsistent and make him somewhat of a hypocrite yeah again i don't really think it's about the dog it's just i think he still has a problem with her because you yeah. know he's he's hot stuff even though his face and his head look weird to me but <laughs> That's a different problem that I'm not going to talk more about. Um, yeah, Nicole always talks so much at these things. I mean, the producers must love her. I mean, she'll she'll ask anything yeah. they want. Yeah, I guess I guess I understand a little better now what what people feel when they 
listen to our episodes and listen to me. <laughs> it must be very difficult. So I appreciate everyone who's able to survive that. Yeah. Clint makes a renewing vows joke when asked, like, what their decision was. Yes, a, a long, very uncomfortable for Gina. Yeah, she looked like she wanted to die. Yes, die or murder him. <laughs> Either one. I think it was a toss-up there. Just very, very awkward. And uh, typical Clint. Can't read a room. Oh, such a class clown. We learned that Shaquille basically made a last-minute decision, which does not make him look good. Uh, I also I don't know if if I necessarily believe that, but I mean I don't know. I hope it's not true because that's you made your decision about your marriage based on a whim, like. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he was praying so hard about it and made the decision on decision day itself. So Kirsten says the door's closed. Yeah, she, like, again, I don't know if she's necessarily mad, mad, but she's definitely over him for she's the moment. She's done, yeah. She's like, I finally opened up to you? And this is how you treat me? Unbelievable. I finally thought Maybe you were kind of like my dad and you ruined everything. I mean, I introduced you to him. I brought you to my father. That was the last thing you needed, right? To say yes. <laughs> yeah, there are just a lot of things like that throughout the season that I feel like Shaq kind of took a bit personally and was never able to get over. Yeah, I think her not showing up to that business event was a big, <laughs> big thing. Yeah, I guess actually, yeah, well, I don't remember what she was. But yeah, the, the uh, was it Memphis? I think so. The Memphis affair, the inf Memphis incident. I, want, I don't want to uh, put that out there. <laughs> I mean, geopolitically, affair is used. Not in a sexual context, but in this marriage thing, I'll use incident rather than affair. Uh, just so it doesn't appear like I am slandering, defaming anyone. Shaquille doesn't seem convinced that the door is closed. He thinks something yeah. could happen I, later. I, again, like, if you think that, just freaking say yes on decision date. See what happens. I don't uh, yeah. understand his it just thinking here. Sense. I, I'm so confused. It hurts my brain. Yeah, I, I just, that's why I said I've been confused with them the whole season. No, nothing about them has made sense. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Nicole, uh, Nicole has to, you know, come in one last time with a producer question and ask Mac and Gina if they would go on a date. Yeah, well, at least she waited until after dom left early to yeah. do that dom was like huh it's been so great to see you guys but i really just have something really important to be at so i gotta leave this horrendously awkward table like it's nothing against you guys and i'm happy to be here but i'm gonna leave now goodbye was, uh, I did laugh when that happened. I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess, I guess that's it for you." Look, I would, I would have left. <laughs> I wouldn't have even gone initially. But yeah, she didn't, however, have the decency to wait until after Clint had left. No, Clint had to sit there. Yeah. What do you think of his ITM there, Clint? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember too much of it. It seemed like he was like, you know what, go for it type of thing. I don't know. He seemed a, li a little irritated. Like, oh, are you really being blindsided me like that? <sighs> yeah. I mean, on After Party, Nicole, like, totally doubled down on her decision to ask that in the first place. Well, of course. She's like, Clint can take it. <laughs> His marriage is over anyway. Who cares? <laughs> 
Like it, it's he doesn't, freshly over. He doesn't have any feelings. A class clown could not never possibly have feelings. Yeah, yeah I thought that was inappropriate, but also very messy. And I love mess. So, oh. wow, I I just did not like that. Mainly because, in my opinion, they're the two least likable people on this season <laughs> well they can have each other then. like even even eris was more likable to me yeah i never really liked mac i guess and then gina really just tank, uh, tanked my opinion of her <laughs> sad trombone noises as the season went on and on yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so I guess I guess they're gonna go on a date. See what happens. Yeah, I guess we saw that in the previews. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, Gina doesn't have any problems with the marijuana entrepreneur as long as he can read the room. I guess we'll see. I don't really see that lasting though. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's safe enough for her because i got the impression that like she wants to be the peacock in the relationship like she wants to be the colorful one so she wants a relationship and a marriage but she wants to be married to somebody boring because if they're boring they're not going to be more interesting than her and they're not going to be more amazing like she has her salon like she's crazy amazing all this stuff like she's just a boss girl and i do think perhaps clint threatened that a little bit because with his personality and how he viewed things and would just say stuff like it was very overshadowing as well as being uncomfortable that's just my mm. personal take i don't know if it's okay. accurate but i mean I personally think that Max pretty boring, so it might work out. I guess we'll see. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you what do you what do you think actually about the whole Gina Mac thing? Because do you notice what Eris was saying there at the end? I wasn't sure what he meant talking about like like the word on the street, like it seemed like there was maybe more potentially than just the like, oh, I could date Gina. Well, that's why I was saying earlier, I think producers got wind of it and then kind of like encouraged it. spread it around. Yeah, encouraged it, had Matt come in and film. I mean, we never really saw any ITMs from Gina because she was still married, I guess, talking about Mac. But I mean, do you think... Mac has already been trying to make a move. Well, we know we slid into her DMs. Yeah, but that was totally platonic. And only because I he mean, was trying to uh, we don't know have what, sex with a famous friend of hers. We don't know what those DMs look like. So, who knows? No, we don't. No, we don't. My final note here is just simply not a fan of Mac. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the last thing I got. Yeah. What a season. Yeah, so what, we still have two more episodes? Is that even possible? Well, yeah, so what uh, I'm thinking is re uh, we'll recap the next two episodes, not next week, but the following week. That way we wrap up all of the after-decision day fluff, I mm -hmm. guess, and then reunion episodes come after that. More? I... <sighs> <laughs> uh, this what over. more could there be this in this season? This isn't over until like middle of June. Why? Well, the well, I don't know really what the point of these after episode episodes are. Like, it doesn't look like there's gonna be a ton. There has been so many hours of fluff this season. It is ridiculous. I don't. I don't get it. Even cutting it down to ninety minute episodes which 90 minutes with commercials, it's still like 85% fluff. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing all the footage and seeing, did they really leave out the juicy stuff or was it really that boring? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish there was someone we could ask about that. Tell us honestly, was it really that boring? Well, that's what we got. So I wonder if they had to pay all their post-production people extra so that they wouldn't quit because of how boring it was. <laughs> Hard to say. Oh, well, I guess I guess we only have a few more weeks of this. Oh, yay, Nashville! Ah, uh, do you know where they're going next? I'm sure they must have already started filming, right? It's already filmed. Unbelievable. Yeah, the ones that, the the seasons that start like late summer, like the next one, are usually filmed like February or so, like February to April. Hmm, okay. So where? Tell us. Oh, I don't remember. It's either, I know like Denver, I think is one of the upcoming ones. Hmm. I don't, I'm not sure if that's next season or not. Okay. But. Well, I guess I guess we'll see. We'll keep you posted. Can't believe you would forget such an important detail. Well, we still got time before that comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Chrissy, how can people find us? You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at Group Dates Podcast. Mm-hmm. And you can find the podcast everywhere you can find podcasts, as you know, because you're listening to it right now. So we will be back with more Married at First Sight, Nashville, 